welcome to another episode of Reality Speaks. I'm your host, Jake Orton, and today we are going to be going back to our series talking about why, because our mission here is to answer questions. We want to know, what does the Bible really say? How are Christians really supposed to live? And why do Christians live the way that they live? Why on earth would anybody serve? Why on earth would anybody have that Christian attitude of forgiveness, of servanthood? Why on earth would anybody give to a church? Um, Why would anyone give 10% of their income? Why would anyone give their time? Why would anyone give their talents just to serve at a church? And that's today what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about this Christian apostolic way of giving. Not just of money, but of time and of talents and of treasures. So without further ado, we're going to get into this episode today talking about giving. Why give? We'll see you right after this. Then 
promises are forever available. He said that with, when you give, you will receive good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Uh, I heard this today that that word good measure actually translates to saying better measure. You're going to get back better than what you put in. Whatever you put in, it will come back better than it went in. It's going to come back to you in a blessing. Whatever time you put in, you're going to get, uh, we, we heard of, Brother Ricky Jenkins mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, that somehow it seems that now he's doing more stuff, but he's somehow getting more time with his family. So whatever we put in, you're going to get back better than it was before. Uh, it, it says that it's going to be pressed down. Uh, that means that it's going to be shoved in tight, or there's suddenly more room in there to get more stuff put in there. Shaking together, it's going to stir up, and you're going to see stuff that you didn't know was there before. You know how you, when you stir a pot, it brings up stuff from the bottom. It's going to reveal opportunities. It's going to reveal God working in ways we didn't know that he was working already. And then, of course, it says running over, which simply means he's going to give you more than you can just handle. Which just means there's more stuff to give now because you got what he poured in. God gives to those who give. Uh, which, of course, is illustrated very well in the parables of talents that I have to mention later on. Psalm 126, though, it says something else interesting. It says that they that sow in tears will reap in joy. That word, sowing in tears, of course, says that while you're in the middle of suffering, while you don't feel too good, while you're, when you're giving even though it hurts to do so, when it hurts to be giving, uh, it says that you're going to reap in joy, which that word there means like loud proclamation. Yeah. Which means that when you sow your quiet time of suffering, when you're putting into the kingdom in a quiet time of suffering, that it's going to be a loud celebration when you reap. That makes that's a big thing. That I think that it's what makes people like um, say like and uh, the uh, Brother Stone King and the the famous evangelist that we all respect so much. I think that's what makes them. I think um, them still sewing and. Uh, Working to them still working to um, do God's will is even though something bad is happening, um, them not giving up no matter what. I think is one of those things which motivates. Story that he was asking and he was saying, John.
2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says that we need to give joyfully. Uh, yeah, it says, they that sow in tears will reap in joy. But it also says, God loves a cheerful giver. So, that just helps with one thing. Give when it hurts and give when and give with joy. That means give always. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread through food, multiply your seed sown, being enriched in everything to all thankfulness, which God caused through us thanksgiving to God for the administration of his service, not only supplies the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. While by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ through liberal distribution, and by their prayer for you, which long after you put the secret of God. I, I, I read that. I read these wrong verses. It says, He which soweth sparingly will reap sparingly. Which, I read the verses after. It's also important that it tells why we're doing it. To take care of it. But if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, let him give not grudgingly of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. God is able to make all grace abound for you, that you all have all sufficiency in all things, abound to every work, as is written. He that dispersed abroad, given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth. He that received the sower, minister bread for your food, multiply your seed sown. And increase the fruit of your righteousness. He wants to bless you. And this should make us willing to sow more into the kingdom. And as I'm saying again and again, sow more time into the kingdom. Sow more uh, money into the kingdom. Sow more um, prayer into the kingdom. <laughs> sow more of what you're good at. says that we need to give sacrificially because he did. That's something we need to give. We need to give sacrificially. In Genesis chapter 4, what made Cain not accepted and Abel accepted him? Something you have to give up. If you have to give up something, that's something. 
we do have some limited. But, of course, treasure. This is the one that everyone hates, but it is so important. Invest your money into the kingdom of God. Everyone hates to hear this, but Malachi 3, we've all heard it. That church, and no one likes to hear it. But it's in the Bible, so it's important. <laughs> it's in the Bible, so it's really important. Malachi 3 and 10 brings all the treasure into the storehouse. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. He finished out the New Testament with it. The Old Testament with these words. Do you like? 
you're wondering why someone would be able to casually drop $300 or more into an offering plate on some time, the reason why is because that person realizes that they were given tools. Jesus, um, before he was crucified, was in a house of a Pharisee, and the Pharisee did not accept him. He he was not a very nice host at all. And he didn't wash Jesus' feet. He didn't give him a nice greeting. And uh, he didn't make sure that he was cared for. But in the course of that time, the woman came in, anointed his feet, washed his feet, kissed his feet. And he said, son, you know what this woman is? He said, she's been forgiven of a lot of things. And those who are forgiven much, love much. But those who are forgiven little, love little. And we show our love to what we're willing to give. He gave him praise. And we can't give him praise and treasure and time. Thank you.